Hello, hello, and welcome to a different type of Pick and Play podcast. This is going to be a Talk That Shit podcast, and to talk his shit and walk his walk. Leo, how are you Can doing? I talk my shit again? You're Man, pumped I up. Told, I've been telling you for as long as you would listen, uh, probably since the beginning of the season, the Clippers were not a championship contender. I run the tape back. I might run the tape back myself. I, I told you they weren't a contender. They didn't look like a championship contender. Just because they add Kawhi and Paul George does not instantly make them the title favorite. Been laughing at ESPN since July, talking about how it's a lock that the Clippers will be the representative. Of, get the fuck out of here. The Lakers are the better team in L.A. The Lakers still run L.A. I didn't expect the Clippers to lose this series, but I did expect them to lose in the conference finals. I'm glad they got that done early. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined for 10, well, 10 for 38 in Game 7. Shoo. It looked like horseshit. 10 now, for 38. You, tell me what you think. Well, I think the biggest uh, two things became very evident. Um, you, This team lacked an alpha dog. As crazy as that is to say. But here's the one stat that wraps this whole thing in a bow. How many free throws do you think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George shot? For the game? For the whole game. Uh, Neither of them were very aggressive in going to the rim for the game. So without looking at the stats, I'm going to say they combined for eight attempts. One. They had one one free throw attempt. One free throw attempt between them. That is the stat you need to know about this game. Neither of them had any uh, willpower to drive to the basket and force either contact or a bucket. They didn't have it. A lot of people are saying that the Clippers got tired. Got tired. More tired than the Nuggets? You imagine the audacity of letting, uh, you know... Tubby Lumpkins in Jokic being better conditioned than you? I mean, that guy gets made fun of for looking fat every year. And you're going to tell me that Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Morris, Harrell, all that shit you talked, all that shit you talked, and you couldn't keep up with him on the court? Honestly, this is a devastating blow to the egos of anyone on that team. You pretty much have to remove... All bravado from this team going forward for the rest of their careers. You can't recover. You cannot recover from the amount of shit the Clippers talked to not even get to square off against the Lakers. It's staggering. It is staggering. I'm struggling to remember a time where someone talked so much shit and fell so far away. I mean, let's be honest. They expected to win the title. They don't even... Did you see Paul George comes out after the game and says, oh, well, we didn't really consider this a championship or a bust year? No, no, let me... Get the fuck out of here. Let me tell you what. You consider this a championship or a bust year? I can tell he didn't. I can tell he didn't. You want to know why? Because no team being led by Paul George is a championship team. Never has been. Never has been. So when Paul George sits up there and says, we didn't expect this to be a championship team, you know what? Honestly, we all believe you because you didn't even make it close. So I understand he he says that in a, 
um, well, you know, everyone else had those expectations. We didn't, which isn't true. Pat Beverly and Harold both came out when the trade happened and said it's over for everyone. Specifically, Pat Beverly talked shit to LeBron James about this and said it's over for you now. So you did, okay, let's put that aside. But let's be real. In Paul George's mind, way off P, as his new name is, he knew he was not a championship caliber player. That's why he says that. Because in his mind, in Paul George's mind, he is not a championship player. He doesn't have what it takes to be a championship player. So I, I kind of take it from that regard. I, I take a step back and go, you know, maybe he's being honest. Maybe Paul George really, really, really doesn't think he can get it done. It, 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 2 of 11 today from 3, 0 for 1 from the free throw line, 4 for 16 from the field, uh, minus 20 on plus minus. You know, I'm not huge on plus minus, but it looks pretty good now. 4 rebounds, 2 assists. This man spent no time making an effort in this game, this elimination Five game. 5 turnovers as well. No time. He spent no time making an effort. So when Paul George comes out and says that wasn't the expectation, tells me two things. One, Paul George incapable of getting to that point. Two, Doc Rivers should be fired fired yeah that one's tough for me but i have to agree i actually like doc rivers i would like to not be saying that he should get fired but after blowing this 3-1 lead it's not the first time that he's blown a 3-1 lead i I just think that yeah it it might be time for him to go i just think with the clippers like montrez harrow can't be your best player in game seven when you have Kawhi leonard and paul george uh, so, and that's what it looked like to me last night. Yep. I'm just speaking for myself. It looked like Montrez was their best player last night. Yeah. And this is a team that has a finals MVP and a, at least an MVP candidate. Uh, I don't want to disrespect Paul George. He's at least a, a candidate. He's been a candidate for MVP before. They they look like, honestly, they look like what I thought all year. The, all year I've been saying that they didn't look like a team. They, they look like a team of mercenaries which is fine you know like the lakers are pretty much the same thing this year but the lakers look like a team yep this clippers team they i don't really know what the game plan was going into last night but they didn't get good shots Uh, nothing was falling for Kawhi or paul george and they didn't they didn't notice that their jumpers weren't falling and adjust you know and start attacking the rim force the refs to call fouls like you say they combine for one free throw attempt Kawhi goes zero for zero Paul George goes 0 for 1. Here's the truth. That's disgusting. The conditioning of the Clippers was pathetic. That's why they took jump shots, man. It takes a lot of effort to hit the lane. It takes a lot of energy and effort, a ton, to hit the lane over and over and over. Kawhi did it zero times. Paul George did it zero times. They, they zero times forced contact. But to, to put it in perspective, Murray went 4 for 4 from the free throw line. Jokic went 6 for 6. Um, so... Uh, Porter went two for two. Porter had twice the free throws that Kawhi and Tall George have. When you miss six, when you go six for 22 and four for 16, and you refuse to go to the lane, you're quitting. Number one, you're quitting. Number two, you're tired. And that's why you're quitting. You're tired. That's the honest conversation we have to have right now. Somehow, these Clippers have been tired for four straight games. Tired exhausted how's that possible someone explain to me how the clippers are tired i think honestly they expected denver to roll over and give them a win at some point and it never came so honestly i'm done talking about the clippers they are losers this season 
they didn't even make it to the conference finals. Oh. I don't think they warrant any more discussion than we've already given them. Paul George and Kawhi, year one is a failed experiment. We'll see what year two looks like. But remember, they did sign contracts, at least Kawhi. I'm yes. not sure about Paul George. Yeah, they got one Kawhi's got knocked out after the next season. Yep. So something to keep in mind. But let's turn our attention to the Denver Nuggets because they're the team that actually got it done in game seven. Let me let me talk one more thing about the Clippers. Just All for right, perspective, they have zero ability to trade for players. They have no cap. They, they gave everything. Everything to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who now turn out to be the biggest winners of this NBA season, minus whoever wins the title. The the Oklahoma City Thunder, real quick, they traded Russ Book for Houston, to Houston. They get CP3 and and bunch of parts and and picks. Okay, Houston eliminated for a uh, second round. They trade Paul George for. Uh, Shea Gildress and a just bevy of I think it's five first round picks and three about three picks where they can swap in like 20 in like 2025 and 2023 if the Clippers suck the uh, Oklahoma City can trade draft picks with them so for the next like six years the Clippers have no first round draft picks to to work with and they're facing the potential of not only was this a massive flop, if it flops next year, it'll be the worst, one of the worst trades in NBA history. So not only is this a colossal letdown for the Clippers, but when you take attention and look deeper, this is a team that almost could be doomed. Doomed for the next five years. Now, close the coffin, lower them into the ground, Denver Nuggets, who we shit on. <laughs> I I definitely shit on the Nuggets. Uh, I am wrong, and I apologize. I said that they would make it to six games out of respect, but honestly, I didn't expect that to actually happen. Uh, that was just kind of me joking around, saying, yeah, Clippers in six, but the Nuggets, man, uh, Jokic with a... Uh, listen to this stat line for Jokic. He, he ends the game with 16 points, 22 rebounds, 13 assists, three blocks, two steals in 40 minutes. That's how you close the series. Of course, we got to give credit to Jamal Murray. He had the 40-piece. He had it going down the stretch. He's the one that is uh, putting the bucket bucket after bucket after bucket. He brought the uh, brought the Nuggets back when they were down double digits. He ends with 40 points, uh, 15 of 26 shooting, five assists, uh, only one steal, but that's fine. This duo was the better duo in Game 7, and that's not how I saw this playing out. Game 6 and Game 5. They're the better duo through the whole... through. Really, now when you total the series, uh, the two best players in the series were Jokic and then Murray. Now we're starting to look at it from going... I mean, they just rolled through them the last three games. They won by 15 in an elimination game. What? How did you win by... The Clippers got uh, 18 and 15 points in the second half. The, the Nuggets game defense... Game 7 margin of victory so far in this bubble. Just colossally crushing. Murray puts up 40. I mean, you Leonard put up 14, Murray puts up 40. Murray now ascends into that, well, if you have Murray, you got a shot. 
Jokic, 16, 22, and 13. Had a triple-double in the third. First time a triple-double has ever been held in the third. It's incredible what this team did. Through what was supposed to be a team of dogs. Tell you what, Denver's the dog catchers. They put everyone in a fucking kennel and made them wait in the dark till their till their you know uh, owners came home because that was fucking brutal. What just happened to them? I mean, they even got efforts from Millsap, who doesn't didn't take many shots. He went two for six, but he gets six points, three rebounds, one assist. I, I mean, they got help from everywhere. Harris fourteen six and one. Grant fourteen five and one. Paul George went ten four and two. Gotta give the starters a lot of credit for the Nuggets. Their bench combines for 15, 14 points. The bench combines to give Denver fourteen points, and they win by fifteen points. How does Mer- and, and on the flip side, the Clippers got forty-one points from their bench, <laughs> just to show the difference in the starting units. How does Murray have the most minutes played? Murray has he 44. Wanted he wanted it That's the most. What it like. You know who number two is? Number two makes sense. Number two is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard comes in with 43. Played the whole game. Had a horrible game. Horrible game. Really didn't attack the rim. Just flat out bad basketball. Jokic then has number three. 39 minutes. Pat Beverly, Morris, Zubach, Harrell. You guys all got to look at yourself in the locker room. Lou Williams and go. We don't care about basketball enough. We obviously don't. Because your conditioning can't be that fucking bad. It can't be that fucking bad if you want to win games. Your mentality must be so skewed if you go into it with that. Because Pat Beverly gets 30 minutes. Paul George is 39. Jokic is 38. Jokic is 39 fucking minutes. Harris had 36. No one on the Clippers had more than 30 besides Leonard and George. Nothing they could do worked. And no one they had was ready to play. I'm going to go back to it over and over again. Doc Rivers did a poor job. Also, there have been 13 cases in the totality of the NBA where a team has come back from 3-1. to 13, that's it. History of the NBA, 13. Doc Rivers now has three of them. Wow. Three of them. Overrated. That's tough if you're Doc Rivers. You know, I try to defend Doc Rivers when I can because I do like him, but yep. this is inexplicable. You've 13 in the history of the NBA and you own three. That to me, that's that's all I need to know. You, well, I don't know what it is, but the mentality you put in the team is not getting it done. They can't close. He's also blown two, three, two leads. So he's got five really inexplicable losses. Uh, blow-ups all the time. Let's flip back to the Nuggets. We were talking about how they should be maybe, you know, first round down 3-1, we're talking about fire the coach, bring in a new guy. What are we talking now, extension? Uh, It's funny how seven games can make a difference, but we were talking about how they weren't getting enough out of their talent. Now they're talking about, I mean, where are you at with this guy? Mike Malone, I, you got to give him credit. I mean, I know that you, you probably want to shit on him for falling down 3-1 multiple times, but he got his teams to fight right back twice. So you, you got to give Mike Malone credit. I think he's bought himself at least uh, two seasons, I think, right? before you could even consider getting rid of him. He's bought himself a lot of time in this performance. The Nuggets overperformed in this playoffs, in my opinion. 
they shouldn't be sitting here staring at the L.A. Lakers in the conference finals, but they are. So kudos to Mike Malone. you got to give it to him. He handed the keys to Jamal Murray. You know, I, I know that most people would say, oh, well, when you have Jamal Murray and Jokic doing what they do, it makes life easy on Mike Malone. No, you you got to give the car keys to Jamal Murray first. Yep. And he did put the keys in Murray's hand. Murray drove him to a W. So yep. kudos to Mike Malone. He drew up a good game plan. He frustrated the Clippers all game. They couldn't really, you know, other than the second quarter, I think the Clippers looked like they were getting into a rhythm. But in yep. the second half, they were shut down. You got to give Denver credit because Denver doesn't have shut down defenders, but they locked up when they needed to. They locked up and locked them out. Let's take a step forward. The Denver Nuggets face a much more difficult task. They face a battle-ready Lakers team. Your Lakers team. Give us your prediction. How does this go? I want to be respectful again of Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, so I'm not going to say anything disrespectful like four games. Uh, I truly believe that the Lakers might get out of here in five, but uh, for my prediction, I, I'm going to say that Lakers in six. I can see Murray and Jokic getting hot for a game or two. They steal one or two games from the Lakers. But ultimately, I think that the Lakers get through this series relatively unscathed and advance to the finals. So uh, the thing with Murray is I've I, I noticed that Murray really likes that. He likes to get into the lane off the pick and roll with Jokic and hit you with that floater. He's going to have to get that floater over some towers in this series. It's yes. not going to be Montrez Harrell that's guarding the floater. It's going to be Anthony Davis. It's going to be Dwight Howard will probably get some burn in this series. It's going to be McGee. He's not going to have an easy of a time getting that floater off in the paint, and he loves that floater from what I've seen. Also, Jokic is going to have to deal with arguably the best defensive big in the league in Anthony Davis. So uh, it's a much worse matchup, I think, for them. Uh, on the flip side, uh, the Lakers, I think, are going to have trouble guarding Jamal Murray. They don't really have an answer for that. I know Alex Caruso is decent on defense. I know Rondo Rondo has not been decent on defense. But in the playoffs, he turns it on sometimes. So the Lakers have some options that they can throw at Murray. They can throw KCP, some, some longer defenders at him. But ultimately, I think that the Lakers are going to be too much for the Nuggets. And I think that they get out of here after losing maybe a game or two. I think it's a really tough matchup for the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic against AD is is a little troubling uh, in terms of just offensive and defensive side of the boards. It's going to be tough for Jokic. AD, they, the Clippers do not have a specimen like AD. And let's be honest, they don't have a specimen like JaVale either, which really allows them to flip between the two and play off them. And to further that point, they don't have a specimen like Howard. So the the... Lakers have a lot they can throw at Jokic. On the flip side, I'm not sure who's going to be able to guard LeBron. I, I just... And and the difference between LeBron and Leonard, make no mistake, LeBron would be going to the rack every single solitary drive at the end of that game. Every right, single forcing one. Forcing the rack to call something. Forcing them to forcing call something. Forcing something. Just something. Just forcing something. We didn't see any of that from the Clippers. They just gave up. You're not going to see giving up from LeBron. That, that guy is a sheer uh, monument to willpower at certain points in the game. I I think that this is, you know, as a Laker fan, you, you, there's a, there, I think you got to have a little bit of a, a sigh of relief seeing what the Nuggets did to the Clippers, going, oh, that, 
I, you know, if you were to say which matchup you would rather have, think it's the Nuggets. You match up well. Um, you shouldn't really have a problem scoring points. The only issue is going to really come down to can someone put a lid on Murray for four games? And you know what? 30 for Murray probably isn't enough to get it done. So you don't really have to keep him to zero. You just got to keep him out of like the 40 to 50 range. And and I also don't know what the Denver Nuggets have left in the tank. This is two game sevens. And we just heard the Clippers say they were exhausted. There's got to be some level of discrepancy between the level of uh, exhaustion the Nuggets are feeling and then the Clippers, uh, the Clippers are feeling. There's got to be some type of correlation. Now, the Nuggets could have wanted it more, and that's what it looked like. Uh, but with the Lakers, you're never going to be able to want a championship more than LeBron. You might be able to equal him, but you could never want to win it more. So you're taking in six, right? I'm going to go five. Uh, I think the Nuggets are going to be a little tired. I think game one's going to be a blowout for the Lakers. This Lakers team, LeBron hit that second gear to close out Houston. And now he's got, what, a week of rest? Yeah, it's been a few days. LeBron and AD should be fresh coming into this series. That doesn't even start until Friday. Friday, yep. So we're going to be detailing that. We will have, uh, we'll see if we can get another pot out detailing uh, more of the NBA games. So a quick recap. We did the first game one yesterday of Miami and Boston. Um, Miami takes it just dogs, just absolute dogs. So Man, I, I down the stretch. Talk to me about Bam. You've loved the Heat all year, so all I'm going to let you, let you shine and gloat here for a second. Talk to me about Bam and Jimmy down the stretch. Uh, you know what you saw? When Jimmy needed a bucket, he went to the basket. What is so crazy? But I don't understand why. Why that was like a we like just take a look. Do you know who's really making the Heat go? Dragic, Goran Dragic oh, is playoff. Goran has been crazy. He's been crazy. He's been completely overlooked too. He's been overlooked. They come back in overtime. They win by three. Dragic has twenty nine seven and four. I, that's the guy who made this whole thing go. Jimmy Butler had a, had a good day, uh, 25 and 5. Um, but Dragic really made this thing run. Bam Adebayo, the thing that Bam's able to do in that defense is he's able to play the middle like a free safety who, who all assignments are taken. The free safety's job is to just do what he thinks is best. And that's what Bam did. And that ability to float and lay back and wait that block that fucking block Un- I stood up off of my couch dude I went nuts when he did that I mean they hit the ball is over the cylinder and he swats it away oh with the left too. oh my god with his dominant hand he swats it away with the left it's beautiful a beautiful block a beautiful, beautiful. play Tatum's going up for that game was a game winning or was a game tying that would have that, I think that uh, would have been game tying. He They swatted okay, it, so and then they got the rebound. Right, right. So Tatum goes up for the dunk to tie with about 40, four seconds left. Bam rises up with the left and gets the block. It was probably the best defensive play I've seen in the playoffs since the LeBron block yep. on Iguodala a few yep. years ago. That, that was it insane. Was that was insane. It was – It was. that was – I mean, it's up there in the in the all-time defensive maneuvers. We'll see where the Heat go. 
But once again, the Celtics losing a just a backbreaker. The Celtics gave up 35 points in the fourth. You know what I noticed down the stretch is that they, and a lot of teams do this, I don't want to just act like it's the Celtics and Brad Stevens, but down the stretch, instead of running their offense, they go to more of a ISO, ISO pick and roll, kind of, we're just trying to seek out a one-on-one matchup to get a good bucket. And Tatum just hasn't looked good at the end of games in that role. No. Honestly, I, I know that Tatum is the franchise. I know that this team's only going to go as far as Jason Tatum goes. But I would like to see Jalen Brown get one of these last-second attempts. I would like to see maybe even Marcus Smart, you know, taking a last-second three. He was hot yesterday. I didn't really like Tatum just standing with the ball for 10 seconds and then getting a very bad step-back three over Derek Jones, I believe, is who's yeah. guarding him. I don't like that. It, I feel like Boston's got to get a better look than that. Here's another thing about that. Um, you have to. You have to execute your offense. What ends up happening is teams look up at the scoreboard and go, seven minutes left, we're up 13. I really, really wish... The clock read four minutes left, up 13. And the only way I'm going to get there is if I can hold this ball for 24 seconds and just shoot a shot. And and I don't know, it, it happens in every sport. You get tight. You look up, you see the score, and you go, God, if it could, you know, just six minutes comes off the clock. But it doesn't. It, it doesn't. You have to play. The Heat do not give a fuck what your lead is. Not only do they not give a fuck, they encourage you to think you have a lead. Because they're not going to stop. They are just this forward-moving, uh, in, like uh, indomitable object that goes, we are going to be in this game. You are not going to run away with it. We don't care. They don't care when you go on a run. Oh, they're 12-0 run. Heat don't care. Honey they badger don't like care. The, uh, the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Yeah, like they're just coming. The honey badger <laughs> no don't what care. What you do, they're coming. They're coming. Um, just you know, I know the go game goes to overtime, but just as an example, Dragic played thirty-eight minutes, Crowder thirty-nine, Butler thir- uh, forty-three, Bam forty-two, and the unsung absolute warrior of Tyler this game, Hero. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero stats: 12, 11, 9. Holy shit, he had a better line than Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, this kid has confidence and cojones. He is out there absolutely destroying heat check moments. What what an unbelievable job. Um, Bam, 18-6-9. Here's the thing. Bam, 11 free throws. Makes eight of them. That's what you needed. He dominated he dominated 11 free throws, four more than any other player. He was on the line all day. They have no answer for him. Thies can't right, do nine it. Nine assists from Bam is big. I know that they run a lot of offense through Bam, yep. and he does a lot of their playmaking, but getting nine assists from your big man, is that's huge. That's where they're at in this series. Uh, now they have control. If the Heat make the finals as a fifth seed, it's good basketball. And now we are on the verge. We at least have the potential 
of a Heat Nuggets. Let's say this, though. We are all happy with whatever outcome we get. I think I'm happy if I can get, look, if I can get Lakers Celtics like I called like four months ago, that would be great. Um, If we can get a Heat Denver, I'm all about it. If Butler makes it to the finals, I'm happy with the outcome. If LeBron makes it, I'm happy. I'm honestly so fucking thrilled that these four teams made it because at this point, I go, whoever makes it, I'm happy. I'm just happy. I I know you're a Laker fan. You're more invested than I am. But as a basketball fan, you have the Heat, which play incredible team basketball. You have the Celtics, who play incredible team basketball. You've got LeBron, who is an over overwhelming force in the NBA and in the world and then you've got the upstart nuggets you really have an incredible narrative for all three LeBron with the potential to win three rings with three different teams or his fourth ring but with three different teams just all around all around great storylines so happy I'm I'm like I, I cannot believe that I'm going to get mon- I'm going to get football on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays, and I might actually be able to get basketball on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and I just can cover myself in jelly and roll up and down the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, like you say, we got two very good matchups. I think in the West we have the matchup of the two best duos in the league is what they've proved so far. And then on the east side, you have maybe two of the best full team units in the league. So regardless of what happens, uh, we're going to have one of the top duos in the NBA representing us in the Western Conference. We're going to have one of the best teams in the NBA uh, representing the Eastern Conference. So the final matchup should be great regardless. Uh, As a Laker fan, I obviously don't want to see the Lakers lose to the Nuggets. I also don't want to see the Celtics win best case scenario for me is Lakers heat because obviously I'm a Laker fan but I also love Jimmy Butler I love Jimmy right if it's Lakers heat and Jimmy somehow finds a way to get the W I'm not even mad at that to be honest with you I'm not that angry I would be completely okay with it Jimmy Butler is my dog all right let's wrap it up any parting thoughts before we get out of here Celtics Celtics need to do a better job down the stretch Uh, That's really all I have to say about that. They blew game one, and in the conference finals, you can't be giving away wins, especially not to a team that I think is better than yours. So uh, I'm I'm very interested to see if this is a close game again in game two. I want to see how they finish it because ISOing Jason Tatum didn't work in the first game. Nope, uh, I am. We're both taking Lakers in this in the series with the Nuggets. Uh, I'm thrilled for whoever makes it to the finals. This is all house money. The only thing, speaking of house money, I did, I did, I did, I did lose my favorite bet, which was Clippers at thirteen to one. Uh, my two hundred dollars on them at the finals. I snuck that in when the news broke in the middle of the night. Uh, that now ends up in the river and lost to time. That's okay. I still have the Lakers at three and a half to one, so I am holding on. Uh, but I lose my best bet. I am happy with any outcome. Real quick to take us through our series bets. Leo, you've gotten three wrong, uh, two wrong. I've gotten now three wrong. We are still separated on Celtics and Heat. This is the only chance for me to tie. And now we have the Lakers. Uh, as a joint and then we will obviously have the finals but thank you for listening please remember rate subscribe review you can find me pick and play 37 on twitter you can find leo pick and scroll on twitter stay safe we will be back later this week with another pod detailing 
uh, NBA and weekend NFL. Stay tuned. Take care.